0: Folks, you are listening to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're on 106.5 FM, and you're listening to Forward Radio. We're broadcasting from the top of the Hayburn Building in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, you can find out a little bit more about us if you go to forwardradio.org, and because we're live streaming now, if you go to that website, click on a button, you can hear us. Anywhere in the world, on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. So folks, we're having a great show uh, for you today. We've got uh, Christine Perlin. Welcome. Hi. Uh, uh, Ms. Perlin is with Kentuckians for Single-Payer Healthcare, and she's going to share with us uh, some information about that organization, single-payer healthcare, and some of the other things that people are talking about in the healthcare realm. So again, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you very much. Well, I am with Kentuckians for Single-Payer Healthcare, and we are the Kentucky branch of a national organization called Physicians for a National Health Program. The Physicians for a National Health Program uh, suggestion for uh, fixing our health care insurance problems is to have a single-payer system. Um, The single-payer system means that um, you have universal coverage. Uh, Everyone is automatically covered at birth. You have a full range of benefits. Uh, You're covered for all medically necessary services. Um, It has a choice of doctor and hospital, so there's no networks in a single-payer system. Patients are allowed free choice of their doctor and hospital. And uh, there is uh, progressive financing, which means that premiums and out-of-pocket costs are replaced with progressive income and wealth taxes. 95% of Americans uh, will pay less for health care under a single-payer system. So um, the uh, this is our bill that we would like to have. Um, two of the Democratic candidates um, presently are favoring a single-payer system. Um, that's um, Elizabeth Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders. And um, it's interesting to listen to the debates um, when the health care issue comes up because A lot of times, a candidate will say, oh yeah, I want to improve coverage. And generally, if they're not in favor of single payer, what they're talking about is tweaking Obamacare. And that is a very complex system. um, And it's still a very profitable system for insurance companies. Uh, Obamacare has been referred to as an insurance reform program. In other words, the insurance companies are full steam ahead uh, on making a profit under Obamacare, although some aspects of Obamacare were a vast improvement over uh, previous systems in that um, pre-existing conditions were not covered before Obamacare. Children could be on their parents' insurance programs until 26. That was an improvement. Um, But for the most part, um, Obamacare is not as good as a single-payer system will be. And those uh, improvements from Obamacare, of course, are carried over into a single-payer system. Um, Because insurance companies are there to serve their shareholders... Their first and foremost um, idea is to make a profit, and so the um, patients come down the line somewhere, uh, probably not even second. Somebody else, they're planning. They, they plan. They make their corporate plan with somebody else in mind, but certainly not patients. So if you um, ha, you hear many stories about people who have been denied care. Um, and uh, that's because an insurance company makes money by denying people that they cover uh, care. So. OK. So um,
0: I mean, that is one of the issues that the American people are, are very much interested in, is, is, is health care. But I think there's a, a really big confusion in the country today I don't think that Americans really want health insurance. What people want is health care. They want to go to the doctor, be treated, and not go into debt, not have to worry about uh, who pays or do I have enough or deductibles and co-pays and all of this complicated uh, uh, sort of barnacles on health care in America that's causing the system to fail that is what of course americans need is health care not health insurance but in this country the the terms have become conflated and causes confusion
1: well the insurance companies have been very successful at interposing themselves as middlemen between the physician and the patient and in many cases, the insurance companies will tell the doctor what he can prescribe for a test, what kind of medications he can give, and so forth. The, the doctors are on the phone hours a day trying to get what they want for their patients from the insurance company. So all the insurance companies are is middlemen who are extracting wealth from our healthcare system. And as a result, Americans pay per capita twice as much as people in Canada who have universal coverage from the day they're born.
0: So um, the system we have now, it's a very expensive seeding system, but it's not really successful and producing outcomes,
1: our outcomes are terrible, and they're getting worse. Um, our um, life expectancy is dropping, maternal mortality is increasing, infant mortality is increasing. We are ranked of uh, let's say thirty advanced nations. We're down like by twenty-seven on a lot of these metrics. So it's it's quite a scandal.
0: Yes, uh, so we have the most expensive system in the world. The most. But, by far. But it doesn't produce outcomes to match up to the money that we invest in it. No. Not even close.
1: No, no. It's being, well, mean, we have 30 million or 40 million people that are uninsured, for example. So as much as we're paying per capita, that's dividing the whole expense among every person in the country even given that there's still 30 or 40 million people that are uninsured i'm sorry i don't know the exact number but
0: But, in other words there's no excuse for us spending that much money and not insuring all the people exactly
1: exactly so you have to whatsoever where is the money going so the insurance companies and you can tell them who are they they're the ones with all the skyscrapers on on the skyline of louisville aren't they Right? They always have the big buildings. They always have the huge um, advertising budgets. And their CEOs make tens of millions of dollars a year. Where is that money coming from? That is our our employers, ourselves, our co-pays. Everything goes through them. They extract what they want for themselves and their shareholders. And we get what's left, which isn't enough. Um, not being able to pay your health bill bill continues to be the main cause of foreclosures in the United States. People thrown out of their house because they can't pay their health bill.
0: And so there are still people who die in America because they can't get the health care that they need. Absolutely. In spite of the fact we spend more than any other country. That's it.
1: That's it. That's it. That's why it has to change. So... Um, people are gradually becoming aware that health insurance isn't the thing they need. It's health coverage, and that's a very good way to put it. Now, if we were to... So the insurance companies um, are aware that they're not so popular right now. So what you're going to hear them do is they're going to squirt a lot of ink to make you feel like these um, single-payer plans are going to take away your coverage. You hear them saying that. Even in the Democratic debate, they were using that term. And that's also a Republican talking point, where they're going to take away your coverage. Um, If you have universal coverage, like they have in Canada, that's not taking it away. That's improving what you have.
0: Okay. Right. Go so ahead. they're
1: going to take away your insurance and give you coverage instead. <laughs> that's what single payer is.
0: Okay. So um, uh, so we're talking about health care, right? That's, that's right. what we're talking right. about. And so, um, so you would still have the ability to pick your own doctors
1: you would have more ability to pick your doctors because we're all familiar with the term of in-network and out-of-network now where did that come from it didn't exist before private insurance companies took control of our healthcare system that's their game that's their way of extracting profit from our healthcare dollars because they set up these systems, they enroll doctors, they, they decide they're going to pay them less or something because they'll get more customers. I don't know the mechanism exactly, but they, they, they make sure that they have control of the network, and those are the only places you can go if you need health care. So, uh... so you'll have full, if, if under in Canada, you can go to any doctor you want. And there's nothing, no impediment to that like a network.
0: And so will that, ha- this have any availability of uh, effect on the availability of doctors? For instance, right now in America, it's hard to find doctors in rural areas because uh, when they graduate from medical school, they're loaded down with debt. And so, you know, you want to become a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon uh, so that you can uh, pay down your debt as quickly as possible. You don't want to go to uh, Harlan County and be a primary care provider. So is, uh, uh, is uh, a single payer going to help with that?
1: Well, um, in Canada, there are densely populated Regions and there are sparsely populated regions, so there is um, a an oversight board to allocate uh, money for hospitals, clinics, and so forth MRI machines, so like in cities, you have you know neighboring hospitals have all this expensive equipment, mm-hmm. and so in Canada, they don't let that happen in Canada, they don't let that happen um, because they have they have um, standards about uh, funding for uh, areas.
0: Right. So, um, so we have plenty of models out there about um, uh, for single payer because the United States is sort of the only country in the world that doesn't have. Right. The right. Only industrialized country that doesn't have uh, uh, what a form of single payer.
1: Right. So you have Scotland, Sweden, Taiwan, Japan, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, all over the place, everywhere. Everyone, every industrialized country but us has it.
0: So not only is it not cost, the system we have now, only, not only is it not cost effective, not only is it not producing outcomes, not only does it leave millions upon millions of people not covered, but it really sort of uh, its just more of a burden than a benefit. I mean, in uh, what John Yarma talks about, uh, who's uh, the congressman here in Louisville, talks about how it benefits Germany, for instance, that employers don't have to worry about health care. Don't have to worry about it. It's not something important, you know?
1: right? Yeah. Yes. They. Um, so. People who have small businesses or even you know, larger corporations like GM, in GM in Canada, they don't have to uh, consider health care costs when they're negotiating a union contact- contract because that part is completely out of the picture. They can just negotiate on, on other all the other issues that, that might be involved in labor. And if you have a small business and you're competing against somebody who has a, a national health program, you, you, ha- you are responsible for paying for your uh, employees' um, health benefits in the United States, but your competitor in Canada doesn't have to pay for those things. So who's going who's gonna to do better? And, and so many um, small business people here are struggling with the issue of how they want to be good bosses, they want to provide benefits, but every year the costs for health care go up from the private insurance market.
0: And so Americans have got to sort of get away from even the concept that certain people deserve health care and certain people don't because of their occupation. The truth is uh, uh, a millionaire shouldn't have necessarily better health care than the garbage man. I don't see any reason for it. Uh, the, The. uh, the congressman shouldn't have better health care than the school teacher. There's no reason for that. There's no reason for anyone. Uh, there's no, nothing moral about an, any American going bankrupt to pay for health care. Right. And uh, whether it's ordinary procedures or something extraordinary, uh, and there's also no reason for these Uh, pharmaceutical companies to buy up, for instance, drugs that have been in existence for 30 years, buy up the company that owns it, and then artificially inflate the prices just to make a profit. We can't have that, uh, that sort of thing because that hurts the entire country.
1: Right. And so under a single payer, the government will negotiate directly with pharmaceutical companies in order to get a better price on the drugs. That's how they do it in Canada. That's why um, people are going across the border to Canada to get their insulin, which they can't afford in the United States, but which costs um, 10% of what it costs here to buy up there, just going across, from, across the river from Detroit. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it, it, would, it would give um, our national health program, the single-payer program, will give um, the government a lot of negotiating power with the pharmaceutical companies.
0: So in, in other words, if you have ordinary people and uh, let's say the household income is I don't know sixty thousand dollars a year, there's no reason for those people to struggle because one person in the family has diabetes exactly and it's and so with even with that amount of money, the diabetes drugs are so expensive now that those people are gonna have to cut back on things just to pay. An artificially inflated price. Now, for people who don't have that, it's even worse. There's no reason if you're poor in America, uh, for whatever reason, there's no reason that you have to be made even poorer or get sick and die because you can't afford your medicine for your diabetes. There's nothing right about making poor people struggle to get health care. There's nothing moral about it. There's nothing ethical about it. There's nothing Christian about it. There's nothing Buddhist or Muslim that that makes that correct.
1: Well, can we call, uh, quote Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? said, of all the forms of inequality, injustice, and in health care is the most shocking and inhumane.
0: Yes, and so... Uh, so uh, 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 we've got a long way to go in this country. So what do you think the, the prognosis is? I mean, more people are aware of it, more people are talking about it than ever
1: before. Yeah, I, it's, it's, the, it's the same question that we face on, on pretty much every issue right now is, what do you do when you're faced with organizations that are making a lot of money um, doing immoral things? <laughs> you know, it's, it's really... Um, question about capitalism isn't it i mean is that they they are they're not doing anything illegal but by man by t- extracting health care dollars the insurance companies are denying benefits and they're causing people to die
0: exactly and so how society is structured is up to us um, and it's Nothing natural, it's pretty artificial That is how wealth is created And uh, uh, handed out in this country It's There are people who buy uh, The way society is set up People who are artificially poor And there are people who are artificially rich Simply by the way that the rules are written And so uh, uh, companies become Wealthy through government regulation uh, and uh, having friendly legislation passed through um, state legislatures and through the United States Congress. Great fortunes are created on uh, resources that were originally owned by everyone. I mean, everything comes from the the land, the water, the plants of the forest, uh, the minerals, the uh, 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 sediments that were you know, laid down over millions of years that originally belonged to everyone. And then uh, folks made artificial claims to uh, the land, uh, the water. Uh, medicinal herbs that have been in existence for thousands of years. A, a company would would patent it and say, hey, I own this now, and I'm going to charge you so much money for this medicine that uh, uh, that I own the uh, chemical formula to. So uh, wealth has been art- artificially created, uh, and so people are actually forced to do without uh, So many things. It's just uh, now here in Kentucky, we had, uh, of course, uh, expanded Medicaid, uh, one of the states that did well with it under a prior administration. And it's just interesting to me was people in Kentucky, the richest country in the world, they had a primary care provider for the first time. I mean, it's great that they had that, but it's a shame. Uh, that that would be the first time that they uh, would actually have a primary care provider that they could go to. And then they could, under expanded me- uh, Medicaid, they could go to the dentist every six months for the first time. Right. And, and get an Probably extra the first
1: time they ever saw a dentist.
0: And get get their teeth clean, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and an x-ray. What a shame. I mean, great that expanded Medicaid provided that, but what a shame that it's, uh, it's the first time
1: that. Uh, so it, it, here's, here's um, that there is a myth, um, a series of myths on this page from Physicians for National Health Program, and one of the myths is the United States has a privately financed health care system. The fact is that 64.3% of health care spending is financed by taxpayers already.
0: So say that number again.
1: 64.3% of health spending is financed by taxpayers.
0: So 63% already financed by taxpayers.
1: Right. And so that would include Medicaid. Um, That would include the VA. That would include um, Medicare. Now, Medicare, you've paid into uh, your working life, and you get it when you're 65. But those other programs are just uh, programs to help people that have earned it one way or another, but estimate, okay, so it says estimates that are lower exclude two large sources of taxpayer funded care, health insurance for government employees and tax subsidies to employers. So, um, but if you include that, if you include the fact that um, health insurance for government employees is paid for by the taxpayer, and you include the fact that Employers that provide insurance get a tax subsidy for doing that. You come up to that sixty four point three percent of healthcare spending is already financed by tax tech- taxpayers. It's just how is it allocated, and a lot of it is going to uh, insurance companies.
0: So, folks, we've been talking to uh, Christine Perlin of uh, Kentuckians for Single Payer Healthcare. We're talking uh, about uh, that organization, what single payer is. Uh, what some of the candidates who are running uh, for the nomination are talking about as far as their plans. And sort of uh, uh, in the few minutes we've, we've got, got, got less, what about uh, Kentucky? What about the country? What, what do they need to know in the few minutes that we've, that we've got, got, got left?
1: Um, well, we need to know, uh, the first question everyone asks is how are we going to pay for it? Um, as I just mentioned, we're already paying for health care to a large extent. The majority of the money is already coming from the taxpayers. And um, the, uh, the second question is, well, I'll just say it's not affordable. Um, um, Single-payer programs, we feel, are affordable because they do not include the 31% of current health care spending that is squandered on administrative tasks needed when you have an insur- a private insurance program. So the insurance companies require so many uh, levels of administration for physicians to run their offices, for hospitals to get reimbursements. All of that sucks up a huge administrative cost. Um, the uh, That's about $500 billion <laughs> a year. So um, in any event, um, to hear an actual economist um, uh, talk about this issue of how affordable is it, um, we would like to invite everyone to come to the um, speaker, Gerald Friedman, is a professor of uh, economics from University of Massachusetts Amherst. And he'll be speaking at um, the uh, Unitarian Church on October 24th at 7 p.m. Um, all about how uh, to pay for a single-payer health care system.
0: So that's First Unitarian Church? First Unitarian Church. And where is that located? Uh,
1: that is on, uh, is that on 4th Street?
0: Yes, it's uh, that's on 4th Street. Let's see if we can find the, uh, uh, well, First Unitarian Church is very close to the Louisville Main Public Library. It's sort of almost right across from it. Uh, you can look look from the Main Public Library, the First Unitarian Church. So it's uh, it's sort of a well-known church. Well-known spot here in Louisville for social So justice. please come
1: to see uh, Dr. Friedman speak about um, uh, uh, the single-payer uh, health care system and the economic imperative. If we want to have universal coverage, it will have to be a single-payer system.
0: And what date is that now?
1: That's on October 24th.
0: October That's a
1: Thursday evening.
0: Yes, uh, 809 South 4th. 809 South 4th. That's where, that's where it is. So uh, it should be uh, just a really great film at 7 p.m. at First Unitarian Church.
1: Well, it's not a film; it's a live speaker. Dr. Friedman is coming in from Massachusetts. We're very happy to have him because he is uh, he has specialized in um, precisely um, healthcare financing. A good part of his career That's so, right
0: Dr. Yeah. Gerald Friedman Better than a movie The, the real thing All right October... <laughs> With a
1: question and answer At the end If you would okay. like <laughs> Okay
0: Good Good October 24th Thursday 7 p.m. 809 South 4th Street First Unitarian Church Dr. Gerald Friedman All right uh, Folks uh, We've been listening To Christine Perlin uh, From Kentuckians uh, For Single Payer Health Care We've learned a little bit about the events uh, that are coming up, Uh, had a chance to uh, uh, have an overview of our health system, and uh, hopefully we're inspired to go out there and uh, improve the system. Well, not improve the system that we have, but...
1: improved Medicare for All. That, Medicare for all. All
0: right, all right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where we're headed, headed, folks, and that's that's where we need to that's where we need to go. Um, so, um, oh, by the way, this is on the edge with K. A. Owens. Uh, we do not endorse uh, any political party or candidate. Uh, do not in, uh, endorse uh, 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 specific pieces of legislation. So uh, that's our caveat that we must, must, must give. Uh, we're just here to educate the people and let, let the ideas uh, go forth. But, uh, folks, we'll be back next week. Uh, th- thank you so much.